Welcome back to another episode of Prop Sessions. Today, really, really excited to be joined by Mark Stern. Mark recently joined EXP after a very long, successful career in property. Welcome, Mark. Hello there. Good morning. Thank you. Thanks very much. And uh, yeah, welcome, Abe's as well. Looking forward to uh, having a chat about property. Indeed, indeed. And you know, you know what's funny? Uh, I was chatting with uh, a gentleman yesterday who's also in uh, EXP um, around the sort of Watford area, and you came up. And you came up because um, because of the, of the content that you've been putting out and the really really awesome video content that you've been putting out and sharing. And I think um, you know you're practicing what I preach, <laughs> which is which is really which is really good to see. And I know that um, this is something that's been really a big part of what you've been doing for your strategy since going out. So I'd love to get into that a little bit later on, but. First, yeah. um, I'd love to just, uh, you know, if you can give people the little bit of a backstory about kind of where you were before and, and sort of how you got into EXP, that'd be a great place to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I've been an agent since uh, leaving school. So I've been an agent since 16 years old, back in 1979. So people can do, do the maths for that themselves. Um, I've done a few other things in between. Um, but I started off working in central London um, and then over the years sort of came out um, into the suburbs, but well, sort of done things like worked in Islington, worked around um, Hornsey, Crouch End, Finchley. And over the last sort of five years, um, actually a bit longer than that, 2013, 14, I, I then started working locally. Um, I was the branch manager of Connell's in um, in Bushy and then Harrow and um, and sort of started to feel that you didn't need to work in central London to be a good estate agent and in fact central London or London agency is an amazing uh, background to, to learn your trade and to learn good customer service um, but even going back further than that um, I, I spent a lot of my 20s I, I took some time out and lived in America I lived in Florida and I worked in the restaurant business out there. And that really taught me the art of customer service completely. It couldn't, be a better, it couldn't have been a better um, training ground for me. So it's quite interesting as an agent, um, you know, estate agents have always had this, this bad reputation. Um, and it's about, I think the reputation is, is, is just, it's hopefully dying off. It feels like it's really dying off. Now, uh, some people still turn around and, and, and make estate agent jokes, but you hardly really hear them anymore. And I think it's, it's, it's not just estate agents. I think it's anything to do with sales. People are fully aware that you're being sold to. Um, so you might as, well, might as well make it a pleasurable experience. You know, um, good few years back, my wife and myself went to Egypt on holiday and we were going through that, you know, the markets and you literally were getting pounced on every, every, every yard that you, every step you took, there was somebody trying to sell you something or drag you into their shop. And I found the whole thing so entertaining because the first thing they did is they, they, they tried to get to know you. The first year's like, you know, hello, sir. How are you today? Are you having a good day? What are you doing? Where are you going? What have you seen? 
And it's like, so you're immediately engaging in conversation. You, you know the conversation is going to lead to you buying something from them. But actually what it does is it, it, it just starts you talking and you're building a rapport with them. And um, it's almost quite, it's the same sort of thing when you're laying on a beach and you've got these, as we call them, looky-looky men that come up and, and try to sell you things on the beach and send, selling you beach towels and things that you, you don't necessarily need. But when you actually start to hear them get conversing with people, then they're not aggressive. They're, they're, very, they're just very friendly and they, they are themselves. And I think the art of being a good estate agent is, is that, that's what experience taught me, is just be yourself. Don't worry about the name above the door. Don't worry about the, 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 the reputation of estate agents in general, just be you. And that's what sort of brought me along to EXP because I've only joined them recently. Um, it's actually just now, coming towards the end of my second month. Um, but I found that during lockdown, I wanted to do something on my own. I feel like I'm, 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 I hadn't been heard in all the, you know, the positions I've had, and I've had some good senior management positions throughout my career in agency. Um, but I, I feel like I haven't been heard. I feel like I'm the one that's got ideas. I'm the one that needs to put my ideas into practice. And I literally have joined the XP. People have left me alone. They've let me do what I want to do. I haven't had to run it by this person or run it by that person. What do you think of this or that idea? And I've just thrown myself into being me. And the rewards are, are happening immediately. It's not even, oh, are they going to happen in three, six months' time? They are literally happening, happening straight away. And that's giving me more confidence to deliver a really good service you know it, it's got busy i've taken i'm taking on a lot of properties and i'm selling properties and what i'm realizing is because it's just me i can only do so much but this feels like exp feels like a good end goal i don't need to build myself up to have 20 30 instructions and have people working for me i just need to be I'm, I'm more than happy just managing the stock that I've got on now, um, giving a great service because I'm actually, you know, I'm worried that if I end up getting so, so busy, my service will, will, will start to, to you know, decline. And I don't want to start getting complaints from people, that's for sure. So I'm quite happy to take on good properties, real sellers. You know, when I go and value a property now, I'm quite confident with the price that I that, I, that I'm estimating that it should be marketed for. And I'm actually quite confident to, if, if, if the vendors feel that I'm, I'm so out and so wrong, it should be you know, a lot more than that to actually think twice and think, well, do I really want to take on this property? It's my decision, it's my choice. So I'm confident to take on what I feel will sell and what will attract. And yeah, so that's sort of what's brought me to this point now with EXP. Prop Sessions is brought to you by Prop Media, who partner with agents to generate 50 exclusive seller and buyer leads every single month on autopilot. That's guaranteed, or you get your money back. If you're interested in trying out Prop Media risk-free, head over to www.propmedia.co.uk to book a call today. 
Where does that confidence come from, though? Because it's it's such an interesting point that you just said. You know, you're you're happy to stand by your fee, and I'm sure there are a few different factors that will go into where that confidence actually comes from. Um, but for, for you personally, you know, if you if you dissect that a little bit, is it is it because obviously I'm sure your experience is going to come into that, but do, do things like you know the fact that you know you can only take on certain a certain number of properties does that does that affect, does that affect how you how you come across when you go into to valuations yes it does i the confidence first of all comes from the conversations i'm having with my clients so the confidence comes from sitting in somebody's home, engaging with them, seeing their reaction to what I'm saying and what I'm talking about and the advice that I'm giving and them opening up to me and actually saying to me, you know what, Mark, you're all on your own, but actually I like everything that you're saying. I can see that you have experience behind you. You know, I've, I've seen another two or three agents that are well-established, big, big firms. Um, but I believe, I believe that you're the person to sell my property. And I've been told the exact words, I believe you're the person that's going to sell my property by the last four or five properties that I've taken on. Um, and if that doesn't give you confidence, nothing will, because that is yeah, it's just incredible. Um, it also comes to the point when, of age, um, I love being older. Um, you know, it's so funny, when you're a kid, you want to be the oldest. Actually, I was talking to my wife about this the other day. I said, do you remember the days when all you had to do was gain respect, was to be a bit older than your friend? That's all you had to do. You know, that ends when you're about, about 12 years old, but that is it. And I, um, and I love being the age that I am um, because... There's nothing, I don't feel there's anything that I haven't seen when it comes to property. Um, and it, it's like, so therefore I've got like a, um, a reference book all up here. That whole reference is there. So I'm just, just now actually dealing with, 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 with a really tricky, tricky case. I've, I've, I've agreed a sale on a, on a house and the house is split into two flats. Um, and the person's buying the two flats as a house to turn back into a single dwelling. Um, but because it's two flats, you, you, you can't get a mortgage on the two flats as a single dwelling. So there's elements, <clears throat> and we're talking about bridging loans, but there's also a question that came up because they felt like the bridging loan was the only option. And, I, and I'm thinking to myself, it can't be the only option. It cannot be because they are two separate titles. These flats are two separate titles. And I know, you know, an investor wants to buy, um, if two flats came available in the same property, an investor wanted to, to buy them both as, a, as two buy-to-let mortgages, and they're two separate flats, they could get the two buy-to-let mortgages. Um, so it's, it's, it's things like that. It's not just accepting that, oh, it's a no. You know, there's, there's a wall up here and we can't go any further. No, the wall can always be broken down. You can always find a way around everything. Um, you know, it, it's the same with houses that aren't selling. You know, you, 
when do you ever see an empty property? I mean, really empty, unless it's in a derelict, run-down part of the country where, they, where, they, where there's 30 houses all on the same road that are just run down, nobody lives there, and it's going to be bulldozed. There's always someone that will live in a property. I always say, you know, to, to, to sellers, um, when they say, well, my property isn't selling, I was like, well, you live here, so obviously you bought it, so there's going to be somebody else that will like it just like you did at the beginning. You know, it could be that the price is wrong. It could be this or it could be that. But that is that there's there's always a way around everything. And that's where my confidence comes from. So talk to me about giving and your approach to property now. The first time we spoke, one of the things you said to me is that, look, I've, you know, I'm, I've just stopped trying to sell. I'm just helping now. My my goal is to just just help, and I don't think it's any coincidence that the last five, you know, clients you spoke to said, "I feel like you're the person who's going to sell my property." Um, yeah, talk, talk to me about your appro approach with that, because I, I I think that's that's a, a really useful topic for people to get their head around. Well, this goes back in a way to. <clears throat> manifesting things i found that i used to always think i don't have enough money don't have enough money i want money i want money i want money i need money and then i started to study a little bit about manifestation and what what really is important in life and actually what i realized is that if you take your focus off of the deal take the focus off of got to close it, got to do the deal, got to earn the money, and actually think about how you're helping people, then the deal will be done and the money will come. And there's so much contradiction in a state agency. And um, so these are the, 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 so one of the big contradictions is that when you say to somebody, you're going in and you're valuing a property and, um, you know, you want to get a long-term contract, okay? So what you're saying to somebody is, I can sell your house overnight, but please sign this 16-week contract. Well, one minute, that's a complete contradiction. I can sell your house overnight, sign a, a six-week contract, and that's just because I need a bit of time to get it on the market and get gain some traction and this and that and this and that. But there are so many contradictions out there. And what I actually felt as well, another contradiction is you've got some poor person that's lived in their house for 30 years. And I don't mean this in a, in a bad way, but I mean, the property hasn't been done up. It's, you know, they haven't, they haven't done anything to it. Probably it's unmodernized and it's on for too much money. And then the agent can't sell it. And they don't understand why they should reduce the price and they're not getting any viewings. And the agent now has that property. They're not allowing those vendors to move on with their lives. They're saying, well, I'm sorry, you've still got another two months to go on your contract. It's tough. You're not getting any viewings. It's tough. And who are, who are we as a state agent to do that to somebody? That is just cruel. That is absolute cruelty to not letting somebody move on with their life. It's, it's, it's very similar to what we've experienced in the last year. Lockdown. They are locked down in their own property. They can't move forwards. So the way that I have approached this, um, 
is really to try to help people. I started a group on Facebook called Your Property Matters, which purely came out of me doing my funny little videos and saying to people, your property matters. It does actually matter. Um, there's, there's, there's a couple of word association things I think about. That's my group to help people. The other thing is, um, and I'll just go back to this, is, is, is the real estate agent, as they call it in America, um, is the word real estate, it, it, you know, what does it really mean? Um, well, if you want to interpret it in the way that I'm seeing it, I'm seeing it as I'm a real estate agent. That's exactly what I do. So the helping side of things, going back to that, sorry, I'm sort of going a bit off piste here, is, no, no, is really about, it. okay, fine. It's just really about, it's about, I want to help people move. I want to see what's going on. I've spoken to people now. I'm not worrying about taking their properties on. Um, I, I'm, I'm doing networking. I'm speaking to people on groups and they're coming forward and saying, oh, I can't sell my property. I wish you could help me. And then they're telling me that they're in a contract, they're tied in, they can't get out of the contract. Now, the old Mark Stern type of state agent would have been, okay, lovely, I'll book a call, I'll speak to you in, in, a, in a month and a half just before your contract ends. But no, no. What I'm actually doing here is I'm saying to them, look, let's do a Zoom call. Let me spend half an hour with you on Zoom, analysing your property, analysing the way that it's been um, described on the property details, um, see what's actually going on, see, and, 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 and trying to help them to, you know, just for example, there's, there's a woman that came to me last week, she's in contract, she can't instruct me until January, and, and, and good luck to her, I hope she does sell before January, because I'm not in, in, in desperate need for loads of properties, and that does help. Um, and when I looked at the features on her property, and her top feature, and this is a one bedroom flat, and her top feature said 511 square feet. I'm sorry, but if you try to visualize 511 square feet, it's not anything like what's behind me here, okay? It's a tiny little box. And I thought that shouldn't be a feature. Well, I, there's no way that I would be bragging that this place is only 511 square feet, for sure. Um, and, I sort of was talking about that side of it to her. Has the agent actually thought that through? It's, it's you know, sometimes the, what the feature was, was that the lease had something like about 170 years still left to run. That was a feature that I would have put on there. The ground rent was only, six, oh, sorry, that the uh, service charge was 600 pounds a year. That's a feature, but not 511 square feet. So at the end of this call, after analyzing things here, there and everywhere, and I do really believe that if you can throw in some home office workspace into your description somewhere, everywhere, even a one bedroom flat should be able to find a corner of a living room or a corner of a bedroom where you can have some home space to work at the moment. Um, you know, at the end of the call, she said to me, Oh my God, Mark, if I wasn't in this contract, I would be instructing you straight away. I never asked for the business. I didn't ask for it. I just said, let me spend a bit of time giving you my opinion. Um, and that's, so, so that's the helping. And, the, and basically this group, Your Property Matters, is all about, uh, I'm trying to encourage all sorts of property professionals um, from conveyancers to removal companies, to builders and decorators, to home staging people, uh, surveyors. Um, and everyone's just there to answer questions to help people going through the process. 
and uh, you never know, you might pick along, pick up some business along the way. I'd love to delve a little bit more, if you're happy to, into that topic of manifestation. Um, I, interestingly, you know, I've, I've had some some experience with, with that myself, and a, a big turning point for, for me was when obviously a lot of lot of prop media's clients are we deal with them online, right? We're not physically with them like you would be with an estate agent or even less so nowadays. And I, I remember making a shift similar to yourself, actually, when I, when I thought, okay, well, you know, rather than just focusing on what we get from the client, why don't let's start focusing more on what we're actually giving them and, and how we will help improve their lives. And it's easy to, to forget actually how much you are affecting somebody's life. You know, obviously day to day, you're doing your job, you're helping somebody move or I'm helping a, a you know, a client, and it's easy to forget how much you're actually impacting them. So what I did was I actually started to print out a picture of the, the actual clients who I was helping with and I was sticking them on a board and it'd be behind my computer screen. So every single day I would see the people who were actually impacting. And that was huge for me because it was just, it was just there in my physical consciousness every single day. And, and that was, yeah. that was amazing for me. And I'd, I'd love to, find out a little bit more about your journey with you know, learning about manifestation and then maybe how you practically implemented that into your, into your daily life. Okay, okay. So five years ago, I made some huge changes in my life, um, health changes. I gave up smoking. Um, I stopped eating junk and rubbish. Um, and I found the results starting to come in a short space of time. I ended up losing two and a half stone in weight. And that was me physically. Um, and I figured to myself, well, I'm in it. If I can do that mentally, surely it must have a very similar effect or it would have a very similar effect. So I started to think about living living in the moment. I'm a, I'm a happy guy. I always say that my, my general default position is, is happiness. So whenever something comes into your life that knocks you off of that position, that's fine. You deal with it. You deal with it seriously. And once it's resolved, you go back to being happy again. And I don't know why I'm happy. Um, I grew up the same as everybody else. Um, I, you know, I've had plenty of knockbacks in my time. And, um, but for some reason, I, I'm fortunate enough that I was born with, with this attitude. And I thought to myself, so what do I need to do to affect me in the same way that giving up smoking and not eating rubbish food and being careful about what I eat? And believe me, I, I love eating junk. I would love to. And in fact, in the last year, uh, I'll get some criticism for this, I turned vegan. And it wasn't because I don't like meat. I absolutely love meat. But I just figured, and I only eat twice a day now. But I wanted to throw boundaries into my life, give myself some boundaries that are not easy, but actually leave me feeling grateful because the gratitude I have is that I can now run up a flight of stairs without any issues at all. In fact, I took a property on, um, the one that I took on yesterday in Bushy, and um, it's actually an apartment exactly next door, the one that I used to live in um, sort of about eight, nine years ago. And it's up three flights of stairs, double flights of stairs. 
And I remember going up those stairs and, and feeling shattered sometimes. And I was running up there yesterday, like no issue at all. And it's now, you know, I'm sort of six, seven years older. So I thought, well, what can I do for the same in my head? What do I do? So I thought to myself that you have choices that you can make in life. So you can choose to be kind or you can choose to be unkind. That actually is your choice. No matter what people do to you, you can have that choice. You can choose to wish people well or not. That's your choice. Um, you can choose to give your time. Again, that's your choice. You know, I, 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 I made a decision and uh, my wife absolutely loves this, but there you go, he's doing something nice, is that I, I you know, I'm in my house, I, I live with, with my wife and, um, my sons or our, our, my stepsons. And, you know, when they were teenagers, they were not putting things away and not clearing up. And I used to be really upset and get really angry about it. And one day I just thought to myself, one minute, why don't I start doing it for them? I don't want to do it for them. I, I'm tired. I've come up full day's work. I'm tired. I've come home. But by doing that, it's a boundary. It's showing me pushing myself harder. One minute, I'm tired. I'm tired and I'm never, I'm actually going to push myself even harder. And I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that because one day they will appreciate it. And you know what? If my wife's too tired to cook dinner, I love cooking. I'm going to do it just because I'm tired. I'm not going to do it because I'm relaxed because it's easy to do things you like to do when you're relaxed. It's obviously easy. Um, but when you're absolutely shattered, that's the time to push yourself to do more. Because what's the worst that's gonna happen? You know, hopefully you're not going to die from it. You're gonna actually get a good feeling of doing things for people. So this changed my whole mindset into trying to do good things and trying to do the very best that you can in every single situation and actually trying to be the best version of yourself that you can ever be. Because you know what? You may not be the best Olympic, um, Olympic runner. You may not be the best, I don't know, um, musician or singer in the world. You may not be the best of this. But the thing that you actually can guarantee that you have control of is you can be the best of you. So you can always perfect yourself. And I did all this in my personal life because I wasn't happy with my work life, but I did all this in my personal life. And then as soon as I had the opportunity with EXP to start on my own, all I'm doing is transferring those skills that I have now trained myself and those boundaries and transferred it into my business life. And the manifestation of doing this is the results, is actually seeing results immediately not just seeing the results that come, um, you know, oh, maybe it's a coincidence that somebody called me, you know, months later because I did this. It's actually doing these funny, crazy videos that I'm, <laughs> I'm always still embarrassed to do um, and putting yourself out there and doing things and actually seeing the results like the phone ringing straight away. Um, very funny thing happened the other night. I... I didn't realize I, I agreed to sell on a property that I was selling. Uh, it's obviously on the portals and it was also on um, Facebook marketplace. And I then got a notification from Facebook marketplace that 
they knew that the property had been sold. So what do I want to now change it as sold? So I changed it as sold and I put a little caption and shared it. And the little caption was just me uh, from my own personal Facebook page, just saying this property was on the market for a year and a half with two other agents and I sold it in two weeks. You know, it speaks for itself or whatever I said. And just stuck it out there. Within three hours, I'd had two people message me. One of them just turned around and said, I wish you could sell my property. It's been on the market for a month, not getting many viewings. And the other person just said, well done, um, and tagged in somebody else into the tag. And the person that they tagged in got in contact with me. And I'm actually going to be taking their property on um, on Monday. So, uh, so I did actually get, so yeah, the person that said that, so I ended up getting two properties out of this, just sharing the post, just saying how I feel. Um, and that's another, yeah, that's the other thing as well. It's just, it's just saying how you feel. Obviously I'm being um, very polite and I'll never, you know, one of the things is, 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 is never put other people down to big yourself up. You don't need to do that. You can, if, if you've got the confidence, you can just talk about what you're doing and your successes. You, you know, it's, fun, it's funny you say that because the first time, well, one of the first times we spoke, the, the overwhelming sense I got from you was just one of, of positivity. And, what, you know, I was going to ask you about that with your, with your general character and, and how you are. But I think you actually answered and said you feel like you were just kind of born happy, um, which is amazing because I think that, that really rubs off. And then that, that then comes through into the content you put out there right and and that's then kind of I think I think you even said on one of our other calls didn't you say that during a week for each video you put out an instruction came from it or something just bonkers like that um I'd love yeah. you know with, 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 with that content that you're doing I guess um you know there'll, there'll be uh you know pl plenty of plenty of ages listen to this I guess this could be a good good tip um what, you know the content that you're putting out there I think a lot of people are you know it's a scary thing right to get in front of a camera if you haven't been doing it for a while I think you would say you sometimes feel a little bit silly doing it um how do you you know how do you kind of motivate yourself to go out and put that content out there um well it's now become a it's now become a good habit so I'm now doing it yeah. with every single property um I think that one of the things is is do you know it's it's, it's it's funny because people, people that know me, I, I'm, I'm a musician and I've played in bands for years um, and I've gigged since I was in my 20s, you know, just the, the local pubs and circuits and everything. But I've always been in a band and, they, and, and you know, my wife Anne always turns around to me and says, oh, yeah, but it's, you, you'll be good at this. You'll be good at this because you're always up on stage. You like performing. And I thought, yeah, but I could never be a solo performer. I don't feel like I could ever do that, be the person that's actually all on his own on the stage. I like the fact that I've got this band around me and I can sort of, you know, don't have to make too much eye contact. It took me years to make eye contact, even, even gigging. Um, but I got that, that confidence again in my head. And it's funny, when I, when I sort of like started off with these videos, the first thing I sort of tried to do was make it, was, was, was actually be embarrassed, not for customers to see it, but actually feel embarrassed for my peers to see it because there's plenty of people out there that know a lot more than I do about estate agency um, and there's plenty of people that know me over the years have worked for, with so many different people 
Um, and it's like, oh, what are, that, what are they going to say? What are they going to think? And I think that's still probably the little boy in me, sort of a little bit concerned that, you know, what, what others are going to think. And when I actually start off my, um, on the video, and I've got the camera on the, the tripod and I'm holding it out in front of me. And, you know, I, and I, I say, you know, like, um, I, I was being really formal at first and just being like, you know, um, hello, you know, welcome, welcome to Your Property Matters. So this, uh, my name is Mark Stern and, you know, I'm going to talk to you about this road and these houses and everything. And it was all very formal. And I did so many different takes, you know, and I was now do pauses. Every time I say something, I then pause and then do it again and then do it again and then do it again. Um, until I get it right. And sometimes I was doing it three or four times. Hello, I'm Mark Stern. And hello, I'm Mark Stern. And blah, blah, blah. And then I just thought to myself, one minute, just relax. Just relax. Feel happy. Feel good. Just think to yourself, I don't know. I just feel like, so I've just felt good about it. And just be like, you know, almost like a bit of this American sort of like, hi, I'm Mark Stern, you know, and just, just, I literally made my body relax and, and it works. It just works now. So when I'm doing a video, sometimes I forget, I get quite sort of like stressed as I'm about to start the video. Um, but then all of a sudden, then, then it something just takes over and I'm just very, I feel very relaxed and I just think, you know what? And this goes back to performing in the band. Um, People are standing there, they're dancing, they're watching us. So they're obviously enjoying it. And I'm thinking people are clicking on this video not to look for my faults and to criticize. And if those that are doing that, then fair play to them, <laughs> let them enjoy themselves doing that. People are looking at this video because they want to find out some information because they found a tag that I've tagged in that might be of interest to them. Um, and I'm just going to talk normally, just speak about what I think. Um, and if I make errors, make mistakes, so what? I make them, you know, it's just my opinion in any case. Um, actually, I just think I want to I want to bring up as well, talking about videos. Um, there's a bit of chat at the moment with these virtual tours. Um, so in the last 48 hours, I have had conversations with two people one is actually a friend of mine that lives out near Hounslow he's been on the market for a month and the other is somebody that's been on the market for uh, is, is not a, not a friend of mine it's someone that's actually contacted me again for some advice been on the market also for about four six weeks and they're not getting any viewings and I looked first of all the first thing I do is I'll, I'll, I'll look on um, line and do a, like a market report and just see where the prices are and what they should be. And both the properties have come out priced what I would think is what I would think that they should be priced at. Um, there's no evidence to say they're overpriced whatsoever. But both of them have got these incredible video tours. And the tours are these 3D walkthrough virtual tours, which I was always in favour of when lockdown started. But I did have concerns around the way that they should be presented and I'll tell you why the video tours themselves are out there for anyone to see as the property on right move so if I'm looking for a property I go and think oh I like the picture of that house it looks quite nice I like the reader oh, it's got a virtual tour let's have a look 
you do the virtual tour and you were literally inside the property looking around. And I remember walking up the staircase of my friend's property and there was loads of little cracks. Now the house itself was in fantastic condition, but loads of little cracks walking up the stairs, which you sometimes get where the skirting board on the staircase meets the wall. It sometimes separates. Now, I know that that means nothing. I know that it's just a little bit of movement. It's no big deal. It's sometimes it's plaster cracking. It just needs filling and repainting and that's it. But it was so obvious that if I was an inexperienced viewer and I started walking up those stairs and thought, oh my goodness, the downstairs looks nice, but look at all these cracks along here. I'll forget it. Switch off. Never ever make contact with the agent. Not interested. That's the end of it. That's the end of my viewing on that property. If I was in the property with that person, I don't believe in burying your head when I do a viewing. I believe in pointing things out because how do you know that they, they haven't seen it and they're just not going to actually point it out because they feel a bit embarrassed about pointing it out. So as walking up the stairs, I would, in the viewing, just say, well, you're probably noticing along here, there's a few little hairline cracks, but they can easily be filled. It's nothing to worry about and I can explain more if I need to. But you don't get that on a virtual tour. And on both cases, I gave feedback to both of these, these vendors, my friend and, and, the, and the other person, the vendor, and said, get your virtual tours taken down straight away. That's the first thing I would do. Second thing is, is if a virtual tour is going to actually take place, then that should be a private tour. It shouldn't be out there on Rightmove and Zoopla for everyone to see. It should be that the person knows there's a virtual tour available, actually contacts the agent and says, I'd like to see the property. Agent says, would you like a virtual tour first of all because of COVID? Uh, yeah, I would. Okay, we set it up through a Zoom call, just like this. And then I have control of the tour. I'm sharing my screen. I'm walking them through. I'm walking in up the staircase and saying to them exactly this. Um, yeah, don't worry about the little cracks along the stairs as you're walking up walk upstairs and then show them the rest of the house. And at the end of it, do you like it enough to actually book in a, a real viewing? They may turn around and say, yeah, I quite like it, but there's this or there's that. Fine. You've got that opportunity to have a discussion with them. But if they're allowed to do the virtual tour all on their own, the agent will never, ever know that tour has been viewed. They'll never know who it was viewed by. And all the customer knows is nobody's coming to see my property. Do you agree with that? It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting one, isn't it? Because I guess it can go both ways with the virtual tour. You know, if, if, if it's a tour and an inexperienced viewer, like you said, is going to see something and immediately be put off, mm -hmm. then, you know, you are just essentially losing a potential, a, a really potential, you know, good fit. I guess mm -hmm. and on, on, on the flip side, if, you know, you're not getting many viewings people are seeing the virtual tour first and then maybe they're saying you know actually maybe this isn't the right fit for me maybe it's then just reducing the amount of um work that you need to do so it's it's a tough one but the thing i do agree with is that you know it should be in the agent's pocket to either send them either do a virtual tour with them live or send them one once they require once the inquiry's already been there because otherwise you know anybody's can just yeah. go and kind of have a scroll through and 
kind of you, you sort of lose a bit of the control of the of the situation. So def definitely with that part of it, I complete, completely agree. To, 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 round, to round up on, I'd love to ask you a few fun questions. Um, okay. You know, first one is related to property. Second one's not so much, but they can be. Um, first, first one I've got for you is, um, what, what's one of your biggest pet peeves within the property industry? It can be something that gets a little bit under your skin. It can be really related to property or loosely related to it whatever the first thing is that kind of comes to your head you might have a hundred um but we'll stick to maybe one or two um yeah what, what <laughs> that? yeah okay so um i think that you know the huge white elephant in the room when you're when you're doing evaluations on a property and and vendors expectations are completely different to 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 yours um that 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 is that is you know the case. I mean, in the in the good old days, 2012, 13, you'd go and tell somebody how much their property was worth, and it was more than the vendor's expectations. That was lovely to see. Um, now it's 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 not. You know, now you're sort of having to break the news that it, it it's probably not quite what they thought it would be. Um, and then obviously you still get agents that are going in and, and, and just trying to flatter the vendor by telling them that it's, it is worth a lot more. And, um, you know, so that, that's always, that's always a difficult one. Um, but actually funny enough, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? Where at the moment there's still the debate is whether, whether you're better off being the first agent to get the instruction or the second agent to get the instruction. Cause I do genuinely feel that second agent through the door is the one that gets the sale at the market at the moment. Yeah. And you've got a booming market, obviously it's, it's good to be the, the first agent in. Um, so that's, that's, that's the thing. Um, obviously binding people that sign these long binding contracts, um, I just don't see that the, the, the as, as I mentioned earlier on, it, it's it's a contradiction as far as the agent is concerned. We all know why it's out there. We all know why agents are getting these long contracts because obviously you, you, the price can be worked down over a period of time, and eventually they would find a buyer. Um, and so, so we get we get that, but it's 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 not it's not the right thing to do to people. It, it really is not the right thing to do when if you really care and you're sitting in that living room speaking to people and you find out the reasons of why they need to move, want to move or are moving, um, you want to get this done as quick as you can, not just for your own pocket, but also to help them. So that's obviously repeating myself is, is, a, is, a, is a big thing there. Um, but <laughs> judging, but because of my nature, I love virtually everything else about this industry. I absolutely love it to bits. Um, there's nothing else to say about it. it it's great. Um, I think if there are faults out there, as long as I'm not doing them, then I'm, I, it, can, it, can, it can only benefit, benefit myself. Um, and yeah, that's, that, that's it. You're, you're the first person to ever, to ever say that. And I absolutely love, love that, that answer. You know, I think it's just a testament to your, your character. I love that. Um, all right. Second one I've got for you is, um, when you look when you look back uh, at you know at your life, it can be personal, it can be career, um, whatever you like. What 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 are one of those failures that you look back at that you know when you look back later actually led to a success? Or another way to phrase that is, what's one of your favourite failures when you when you look back? 
Yeah. My favorite failure is holding on to resentment. That is it, in, mm. in, and that is just generally in life. Um, when I think of the years wasted blaming things um, in my past life for who I was at that moment, um, these wasting years of your life, living in the moment is the only way to live your life. What's in the past could have been a dream, but it wasn't, you know. Um, but it's as it's as real as a dream in a way, you know. You, you, you haven't if you haven't lost limbs, um, you can you you you, you know you, you can you can change your past by living living now. So that actually is 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 what I feel is, is the biggest failing, um, and probably not taking business too seriously. I think I, I stayed young too long, really. Um, you know, it's funny. It's, it's, uh, I think that was to do with playing music in bands and things like that. You end up sort of, you need to, to take business more seriously and, um, and, and, and be mature in business, you know? Um, and that's, that's really, you know, I've always worked very, very hard, but I've always just earned a wage. And um, if you work really hard, um, you can develop working hard and, and, and make it then becoming working smart and then having the confidence. And also uh, there's something, there's a bit of advice I gave to my son and I should have taken it myself. Um, he was about 12, 13 years old and we were driving in the car and <clears throat> he said to me, dad, I don't know. I'm under so much pressure. I don't know what I want to do when I grow up. And I said, well, look, look out the window of this car on this whole journey and look at everything that you see that is not nature. And whatever you see that is not nature was either thought of or invented or sold by a person that was a 13 year old child at one time in a car with their father thinking exactly the same thing. So you, we all have the same opportunities in life to be who we want to be. We just need to be strong, confident enough, focused, and believe that we can make it happen. I, I love that, and and that that one on resentment, I that definitely hits. I think that hits, you know, hits home. And you know, I've, I always think about think about resentment as you know, drinking a cup of poison and expecting the other person to die. You know, you, it, yeah. it only yeah. it only affects you, and the chances are the person you're resenting, they probably did, don't even know you're resenting them, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that's actually interesting. Though the sec the second uh, thing you just touched on, because my my final question for you was going to be, we fast forward, you know, mm -hmm. many many years into the future, um, and it's your it's your last day on the planet, yeah, and you can't leave behind any 